for joining me on the Panhandle Primate Podcast. I'm your host, Dexter Kearley. This is uh, ramble number four. Um, As I've uh, said before, rambles are going to be episodes where it's just me. I couldn't line up a guest, or I just felt some sort of motivation to put out an episode. Uh, Today is a little bit of both. Um, Shannon and I went to a family reunion uh, down in Fredericksburg this last weekend with her side of the family, uh, all of her cousins, aunts, and uncles. And You know, it was, a, it was a fun trip. It was really good to see everybody. I think next year I'm actually going to actively try to set up a couple of podcast interviews. And uh, hopefully before this year's over, I'll actually interview a few of her family members. Just really interesting people that got a lot going on and are going in a lot of interesting directions. Uh, one of one of Shannon's uncles, it was pretty cool. He uh, set up his. He's really into uh, astronomy, and he set up his telescope. And it's pretty cool telescope. It had this uh, little computer built into the bottom of it, to where once you picked a, a planet or a star or a nebula or all these different things you can look at, once you picked it it would follow it as the earth rotated so it'd keep it like centered in in the frame and so he was able to take a couple of pretty good pictures he was he's a madman he was out there till like four in the morning each night just looking at stars i mean it's just what he really enjoys doing but anyway he was a cool dude and there was a lot of people there that were just all equally as uh entertaining to say the least very educational trip but um actually got a call from one of my buddies uh this past week wanting to go on a climbing trip haven't gone rock climbing uh outside in a while and uh, it just so happened happened that i could take the day off of work so we decided to go on a quick climbing trip wednesday and thursday so staying camping out wednesday night uh so i went ahead and drove home and i left shannon down in fort worth with her parents with her mom she's going to be hanging out with her this week um, so it, it's, it's kind of, that's another reason I guess I was wanting to do this is I'm by myself. I'm a bachelor today. So I was like, well, you know, what are some things that I would like to be able to do if I was by myself and, and doing a podcast, putting out one, uh, is, is one thing. So it takes a little bit of time. Uh, and I, it's, it's a little bit more difficult whenever, uh, Shannon and Emmett are here just because I want to be hanging out with them and, and we have stuff we want to get done. So today was a perfect opportunity to just, uh, you know, take take a little bit of time and, and try to put out some put out an episode. So anyway, so ramble number four, I'm going on that climbing trip. And uh, one thing I was going to sh- do a little quick shout out is uh, I don't know the Duncan Trussell family hour uh tangentially speaking chris ryan and joe rogan experience i don't know if if any of y'all listen to those shows or y'all are fans it seems the more and the more i've started talking to people about podcasting and podcasts joe rogan's name always comes up anyway those three different podcasts join together occasionally they're all on joe rogan's show and they do this thing called the shrimp parade it's like uh just all three, all three of them just sit down and have a conversation. It's just a podcast. But anyway, they're doing one of those soon. So that's, 
I'm actually going to try to to do a uh, an Amarillo branch party of those groups. I mean, at least it seems like most of my friends all listen to those same podcasts. So I'm going to try to get a group of people together. Um, and this, I think we'll go ahead, I'm going to try to make this double as a Amarillo podcast get together, you know? So it'll be for that event, but hopefully anybody can come out and, I don't know, share what podcast they listen to or uh, drink a couple of beers. I'm thinking about trying to do it at Fire Slice. Um, They have a pretty cool space. I was just there last night drinking some beers, and I think that that location um, on a Monday or Tuesday night is what I'm thinking. So if anybody uh, has any thoughts, ideas, comments... Any Bueller, Bueller, uh, anybody, if if y'all have anything, hit me up. Let me know if y'all have something y'all would like to do um, I, or, or try to organize. Anyway, I'm going to try to get that organized in this next week, and I'll try to let you know. Check out my Facebook page, the Panhandle Primate Podcast. I'm going to be trying to post some of this stuff there. I'll also just try to post random videos and interesting content that I find interesting and you might find interesting. Uh, Something that would maybe spur a conversation forward or get you to think about something in a different way, get me to think about something in a different way than I've ever thought about it. So I try to post surprising things there just to try to get uh, inspiration up. Anyway, that brings me to this point in time in my show where I play a song for y'all. This one is Deltron. I uh, was was speaking with one of my friends this past week, and I got to talking about like different types of rappers and <clears throat> uh, futuristic rappers and people who like try to create uh, fictional narratives in in rap form, but. Uh, Deltron3030, I think is also one of his names that he goes under, Deltron, this one's zero, but, uh, this album is called The Eleventh Hour, and it's a, it's a song called Sewage, but, uh, like I said, I just got to talking to that dude the other day, he had never heard of Deltron, he had never heard him rap, so I figured if he hasn't heard him, maybe there are other people who haven't heard him, and you should hear him, he's pretty dope, so... Anyway, here's my first song, Deltron, 11th Hour, song called Raw Sewage. Hope you enjoy. Now you facing a real nigga, D-E-L I don't feel bigger up here on stage Man, I keep it real with ya I'm here to entertain y'all, let's play ball I stay raw as coke, flawless flows A novice can't recall why his jaw is broke Trying to borrow quotes, that's his problem, folks We all adults, let's see how long he floats Against barrage of assaults, dislodge his throat Send death charges to carve his boat In the car to Oakland to all my folks They'll apart from most, he hard with jokes Target scoped, and I don't care how far we go. And the bitch is a party hoe. Ain't hardly no debutante. She give half a one. You said I read you wrong, and your head gets stomped. Hey, 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 hey. 
Yo, D, that stand for dangerous Never rearrange my stuff to sell units Niggas do it, then you can't come back again Della's busy mastering all the styles of black music Cause I'm attracted to it, then add rap to it Through a hip-hop movement Get y'all grooving, spit raw sewage Miss y'all foolish hoes Live my life on cruise control Stay level-headed, plus I got the devil's legend So I'm scoping the scene like metal detection Dead all infection, a lies direction Keep shit in perspective so I don't misinterpret a word sent to my auditory canal my memory work like storing the file always supporting my pals and that's more important than thousands of dollars or drowning in sorrow if i'm around tomorrow there's a chance to advance to the spot that i feel is proper to stop at examine my work understand how i work make sure my structure's solid which is up to knowledge and education charlatans have no patience show irrational behavior getting trapped in paper and that's the danger Thanks for st- thanks for sticking with me. Um, <clears throat> Deltron is awesome. Uh, he's a one of the rappers that it it actually took me a little bit of time to realize what I was listening to. You know, I didn't really grow up in a <clears throat> rap uh, infused culture. You know, I mean, I did listen to some rap, but it was all that uh, like. Late 90s, early 2000s rap. I mean, very, you know, No Limit Soldiers and, uh, you know, some Bone Thugs and Harmony and some different stuff like that. But a little bit different than Deltron, man. He has a certain flavor of his own. That's really good. Anyway, uh, this first segment I'd like to talk about is uh, building filters into your life. Um some people are repulsed by a certain combination of words. Um, it's kind of like casting a spell into your life. If you were a, a like Harry Potter type person, you will understand that what they would do is they would uh, they would cast these spells of protection against other you know magical uh, beings so that, you know, if you tried to hurt somebody with magic, oh, it was, uh, there's a cancellation spell already on them. I can't, I can't hurt them, you know? So when you, when you combine certain words and create certain sentences, you, uh, there were, you, you, the people who are repelled by what you're saying are the people who should be repelled. They, uh, they shouldn't want to be your friend. You shouldn't, Necessarily, you know, y'all don't have to be enemies, but y'all don't have to necessarily have long-winded conversations. You don't have to be best friends with everybody, um, and it's it's just a certain way to you know you can uh, you can build these filters into your life to where it really makes your life a lot more enjoyable. The uh, 
It, it's cool how the proper vibrations of your vocal cords can eliminate intellectual parasites from your life. Um, if you don't think that that's true, just try it. Uh, think to yourself. Think to yourself. Okay, if somebody walked into the room, what combination... So I don't know anything about this person. It's just a random person. But they walk into the room and they make a series of small mouth noises and what what noises would they have to make in order to make me just absolutely furious or or to uh to make it to where I would no longer have a conversation with them um you know for <clears throat> for the scientists out there it would be oh i believe in the creation story ooh triggered um, for Christians, it would be Jesus Christ wasn't real. Ooh, triggered, right? You have all of these these concepts, these uh, narratives that you live within, and you're while you're inside those narratives, you are a slave to them. So that's why I think uh, Mike Fireman, for instance, it's it's one of the things that we practice at. We actually try to piss off other people that we're stationed with. You know, where is their full level? Where is their uh, stop button or, or go button, you could call it? You know, the goat, the... Um, where did they tie their goat, you know? Uh, it's... You try to figure out what pisses them off the fastest, and then you have them. At any point in time, you can just trigger them, and they're pissed, and you don't have to get pissed. You know, you like win the conversation. So, trying to get somebody's goat is uh, <clears throat> is pretty is pretty important and impressive. And and there are certain tacticians at the fire station. I know in every frame of uh, civilization, there are tacticians who you know specialize in triggering other people in their environment. But <clears throat> it's one of those things that uh it it is amazing how fast people get upset with words with concepts with thought patterns and a lot of the times i don't think people are even communicating about the same thing they uh might be arguing politics or they might be arguing religion or discussing science or discussing all these different things and they're getting emotionally charged based off of the words, the vibrations that the other person is putting out. It's almost, um, it's offensive. Um, but I think that that's where true freedom uh, exists, is if you can find where you are the most offended and figure out why you feel offended in that moment, then you can master it. Then if somebody comes in and says, hey, um, they hit you with a mom joke. Your mom joke, you know, they don't know my mom. They don't, they're not actually saying it about my mother. They're just trying to get a rise out of me. So instead of caring, you can just not care, you know. I got a little bit off topic there. But <clears throat> it's, it's all about what you are willing to accept is what makes you special, so if if I'm willing, does that make sense? What you are willing to accept is what makes you special. 
Are you open? Are you an open door or are you a closed door? Is there space to step into the conversation with you? Or are you standing at the door and you're not willing to step into the conversation? Um, Yeah, what are you open to? So, uh, I hope that makes sense. Uh, You know, I hear uh, Chris Ryan from Tangentially Speaking, he always talks about how anytime he's met somebody that is in that community, they're instantly cool people. Um... If you, if you listen to an entire podcast of his, you are a cool person. Even if you disagree with who he is. Even if you disagree with what he thinks. If you're able to listen to a full conversation and you're able to think, this is just another dude, the way I'm a dude, and he's going to be wrong about stuff the same way I'm going to be wrong about stuff, and he might have said something. Like, for instance, Sam Harris is one guy that I listen to him a lot. And sometimes he says stuff and I agree with it. And sometimes he says stuff and I disagree with it. Um, but I still listen to the, his podcast, the Waking Up podcast. Same thing with uh, Tangentially Speaking or Duncan Trussell or any of these any of these podcasts. You can listen to it without uh, being a follower or a disciple or a drone, you know, a zombie. It's, it was interesting down there uh, in Fort Worth that we we stayed there one day and uh, everybody down there was talking about, I guess, I don't know if it was an Ivy League school, they just started a, uh, <clears throat> you can get your doctorate in zombie. And they were all just completely aghast. They were like, how can you have a, a degree over zombie? That's the dumbest thing. It's the biggest waste of money. Um, but I, I, I'm not sure I agree with them on that because we live in a society of zombies right now. The reason that The Walking Dead was as big as it is, is not because it's a great show. It's not because it's a great content. It's not tightly written and beautifully acted. The reason that everybody likes it is because they can relate. We are, the masses are zombies right now. You know, with some big players. Hey, we've got Trump. Hey, we've got this. Hey, but the masses, we're just zombies, right? We're all classified in these large groups of people. They say, uh, at least that's that's what they say, um, that we're zombies. That the masses are told that we are a zombie collective, right? Uh, they say, buy this new truck, we go buy the new truck. They say... Go see Thor, we go see Thor, right? We're, we are this herd of, you know, this massive herd that can just be shifted and turned and directed in any way. So, uh, you've, now you've got somebody that's got a degree in, the, in zombie culture, right? Like the, uh, you know, you got the Dawn of the Dead. and You could even build the context around. I actually heard my, my mother-in-law brought up a really good point one time. She said that, she had heard somewhere um, that you can follow, like, so if you look back at the 1950s, that's whenever zombie movies got really big and really popular. And if you look at how the popular culture was at that time, and you look at the popular culture of, you know, 2000, you know, 10 and on, uh, you see a lot of the same political type movements. You see a lot of the same kind of talk. You know, the masses are thinking 
the same. We are all thinking the same. Um, so it, it is kind of interesting to say, okay, um, zombies come back around uh, every 30 years, and so do these political movements. I think that there's a lot that you could really learn by zombie culture and by the different types of zombies from the Walking Dead type zombies to I Am Legend, which were, I think, technically more vampires, but, I mean, it was zombie motif for sure. And, and then you have, um, oh, what is the one with Brad Pitt drawn a blank, but I'm sure that y'all are, like, yelling it out like uh, it is, oh, okay, World War Z. That's what I heard y'all through the microphone. So it was World War Z, um, which is pretty... That was a pretty good one, but anyway, I, I do think that it maybe would be a valid thing, you know, uh, zombie, zombie culture, studying zombies, whatever. Anyway, um, I'm going to play another song for you real quick. This one is Wolf Parade uh, from their album Apologies to the Queen. I played, um, I played one of the songs off of this a couple of episodes back off this same album, 2005. This song is called I'll Believe in Anything. Enjoy. I can 
segment of the show uh i just have a couple of like little bullet points here that i've jotted down uh this i actually jotted it down this morning drinking my cups of coffee um and i don't know if they're gonna make any sense but hell i'm gonna go for it so i had a thought uh which you know i have a very broad definition of art i think that uh for instance this this podcast I hope is, is a form of art. You know, it's a way of expressing myself, trying to communicate with the world. Hopefully there's an amount of enjoyment that comes from receiving it. But, um, you know, I think, I think of just all the different things, you know, a lot of the ways people live their life is an art, you know, uh, podcast or podcast comedians wouldn't be as funny if they didn't live the life that they lived behind the comedy you know it's who they are that actually makes the art worth uh, digesting and enjoying but you know art just primes you to give a shit about the world i mean it's um it gives you the ability to imagine that this world may not be as it seems right you take a piece of paper and you draw a few lines on it right and then you say what is this oh well it's a cube well actually it's just four marks on a piece of paper but it conveys a thought and an emotion um it's a way of connecting you know um in order to understand art or get art you have to invest in the art you have to invest in what somebody else believes or what their idea is in order to understand what it is. You know, it's like uh, art is asking the question and your reaction to the question being asked, that's the answer, right? So I could look at a picture and, and it repulses me, right? I look at it and I'm like, ugh, that's terrible, right? That's the answer. I'm not supposed to be looking at that art. You know, it just, it doesn't, it's, I don't get it. You know, it's not right for me at that moment. Um, but I might look at a piece and I say, I don't know why, but I like that. I don't know why. It's just beautiful to me. It's, it's an inexplicable thing. It's like, it just, it's there and it's beautiful and it gives me some sort of, uh, 
inspiration. Maybe inspiration's the word of the day. Um, I just and it. What's also cool is it's going back to the the concept earlier of the filter. You know, like beware of the artless, practical people that are incapable of imagining that the world is able to change. Right? They don't believe in a changing world. Um, they believe in original sin, right? Everybody's damned. You're damned from the beginning. You're probably damned till the end unless you just get really lucky or something. You know, that, of course, that's a projection onto other people that probably isn't true. But, um, you know, our practical people um, are difficult to... Uh, collaborate with it's it's difficult to ask them a question and get a an answer that that propels you down the track of imagination properly you know um i think of uh just different movies that i've seen or different you know like for instance the big lebowski there's only two types of people in the world. People who, who get the Big Lebowski and people who don't get the Big Lebowski, right? Um, and if you if you if I say the Big Lebowski and you say, oh shit, man, that movie's hilarious. I know f- like right off the bat, okay, me and this person are going to have something to talk about, you know? Because we both like received that art the same way. Uh, we both answered the question with the same response, of yes, you know, like give me more of that shit. That's hilarious. The uh, the the art asks the question, and then we give our answer. Whether we enjoy it, whether we want to participate in it again, whether we want to see it again, you know, it's just kind of I don't know. That's just uh, a little random. Like I had a bullet point that says art primes you to give a shit. That's that's where that all started from. Um, but I really do. I mean, I, I think that in order to see beauty in the world, you have to be open to seeing beauty in the world. You have to be looking for it. It's everywhere. Beauty is literally everywhere you look. I mean, people are beautiful in their own way. Each person is beautiful in their own way. Even if it's like a sad sort of beauty, you know, like uh, I think of like a, a billionaire sitting on his yacht, miserable alone you know he only has the only people that are around him are people he's paid to be around him you know and he sits there and he's floating on this beautiful yacht in the middle of the ocean and the scene is just it's uh poetic in a sense that this this man who has everything actually has nothing and the inverse is true as well where you have these people who are living in utter poverty with nothing um the hobbesian view of civilization like eking out an existence and barely making it by and you look at their face and they're they've got a smile from ear to ear and they love and they're generous and they believe in humanity they believe in each other and they approach people with hospitality i mean explain to me that you know if um I mean, just the the beauty in both of those two circumstances, even though they're complete opposite, 
and and one's a beauty in like a sad way and one's a beauty in a in a in a happy way you know i mean it's just it's cool that there's so many different aspects and i think that that's really where art comes art is me being able to look at something and and answer a question right they're asking i i answer um it's kind of like a marco polo of happiness i don't know can you holler out like marco it's like oh happy you know anyway um i had that written down i had um the actual word of the podcast was going to be kowtow um <clears throat> i don't know if anybody's heard that i'm sure you've heard that term before but it was a a chinese concept like in war if you uh it's an act okay let me let me read act in an excessively subor- subordinate manner right so it was kind of funny today. I was at uh, the coffee shop, and this uh, a really important guy from Amarillo walked in. I mean, important enough to where everybody recognizes him, you know. And it was interesting because he sat next to the door, and as people walked in, each of them like touched him on the shoulder. It was really, really interesting. Granted, they all knew him, and he knew them, and it was a uh, but. But each person like touched him on the shoulder and that that's the first term that like popped into my head was oh my these people are kowtowing you know they're like saying like oh you're important let me bow my head to you let me let me touch you on the shoulder you know like it was it was interesting you know it just that that was the word that popped in my head i thought it was cool i thought it was interesting it it was cool to see you know it's cool whenever you see somebody that's um an influencer maybe you know i mean versus let me let me draw the contrast i'm sitting in there and no one no one said a word to me right no one looked at me no one really acknowledged who who i was or that i was in there versus him everybody acknowledged and I, this isn't like uh some sort of a plead for popularity or anything i just thought it was very cool and very interesting how um everything's a game you know we live in the middle of a of an experiment of a game of a of a thing that we classify as society you know it builds upon itself each week you know you uh you exhibit you uh inhabit the same existence each day and sometimes you have to kowtow to people you have to say look look you are the shit you know, okay, you know, just let me, let me exist in your circles, some people are saying that to you, probably, you know, um, it's nice when you say that to your spouse, like, hey, is there anything I can do for you, you know, like, I'm act, I'm acting in an excessively subordinate manner, tell me what you want, like, I'll clean the dishes, I'll uh, mop the floors, I'll do, I'll be sweet, you know, just being open. It's, I don't know. It was kind of an interesting experience uh, seeing it from across the room. And just thought I'd comment on it. I hope you got something out of that. I don't know if you did or not. And then the last thing, I, this is going to be a shorter uh, ramble. I just wanted to get something out there. I was, uh, I'm trying to practice at this. I'm trying to get rep 
repetitions and uh, experience, you know. Uh, I want to be a better podcast host. I want to be a better interviewer. I want to have more concise and eloquent thoughts <clears throat> to pr- to project into whatever space I'm creating here with the Panhandle Primate Podcast. So uh, I just wanted to get some words out. I wanted to get this mic heated up, receiving some some words you know, break this microphone in. So that's what today's about. So I got one more thing and then I'm going to leave you uh, with a song. So I, I was walking this uh, place that we were at uh, on this family reunion down in Fredericksburg. It was actually a little town outside of Fredericksburg called Comfort, Texas. It was pretty cool, but we were, uh, it on the property was a little creek or like maybe, I think it was a creek. Uh, it wasn't a river, but probably a creek. Anyway, it was pretty nice, good flowing creek, and I was looking at it, and it was uh, kind of alarming because the water was this real weird color, like maybe uh, kind of. It was like a green, a dark greenish blue, maybe. I don't know. It was really hard. I'm borderline colorblind as well, so it's difficult for me to describe certain colors like that but you know looking at the water there wasn't very much life in it there was a couple of turtles that would pop up but if you just look down at like the bottom the sea bottom it was just still just and it looked mucky as hell and it it was funny because everybody that was at the retreat enjoyed seeing the deer seeing the wildlife seeing the life and walking down and staring directly down into the stream you see death you know there was there wasn't there weren't fish abounding in it it wasn't like you know the lewis and clark uh account of the first time they went across america granted they went a lot further north than texas but they would get to these rivers and they would say oh my gosh like there were trout just you could grab them with your hands there were so many trout in these streams and wildlife was abundant and buffalo roamed free like huge you know huge herds of millions of buffalo and now you look out and mostly it's it's desolate you know like we have we have uh tamed the wild west we have tamed north america and life isn't just bounding everywhere like it was in the early americas or like the early accounts i mean i'm thinking like you look at movies like The Revenant where you just see these elk herds. I mean, supposedly back in the day there was elk herds were actually more on the Great Plains than in the mountains. And their herds were like as large as buffalo herds. I mean, we're talking millions of these elk. And it just it would have been an awesome thing to see. But as I was staring out down into this stream, <clears throat> I uh, started playing with this concept in my head of what if we were life farmers? What if uh, what if our our goal was we look at that stream and we say, okay, we want we want to put um, more fish into this stream, right? And not only put fish in the stream, we want to create an ecosystem where the fish are there and the frogs and the uh, turtles and more birds come in and 
I don't know, just whatever, you know, hippie, hippie stuff, you know, like restoring the river to its like abundance of life. And you, uh, it's like creating beauty by getting out of the way of beauty. You know, I, I don't know, maybe that stream's just a dead stream all the time, but I gotta imagine it's probably chemicals, probably the fact that there's a huge-ass highway right there, and maybe the noise uh, is making it to where, you know, frogs, and I I don't know, it just, it didn't seem very life-fulfilled, you know? And I, I don't know, maybe it, maybe I'm beating a dead horse, you know, talking about it. But I just thought, how how interesting would it be if we inspired, if uh, humanity was inspired to let nature run its course? Um, an inspired human is a difficult thing to stop. Uh, you got bad examples like Hitler and Stalin, and, um, who's another bad, Genghis Khan, you know, these genocidal, Alexander the Great, these genocidal historical figures who killed just tons and tons of people, but they were motivated, they, they, uh, were driven, they were inspired to, to do, um, what if what if we could inspire individuals like kind of like Elon Musk, uh, the way he's doing SpaceX and he's creating Tesla and he's creating Solar City and the Hyperloop and the Boring Machine and he's got all these different projects and what they're the point of them is to try to create sustainability. I don't know with the solar batteries what that looks like. Um, on a long-term scale and if it is scalable and sustainable. But I think just pushing the ball in that direction is, is what needs to happen. I mean, we, we, need, to, we need to be propelled or pushed or uh, like think of it like a sailboat. Humanity is a sailboat with their uh, sails cast open. But it's whatever intellectual... Uh, concept is blowing the hardest is the direction that human history goes so uh, world war ii is you know winds blowing and the ship gets caught by the the current of wind and it's taken and we go to world war ii you know um rock and roll hits and you get guys like Jimi hendrix and you get guys like eric clapton and you get all these mega moving guitar players and badass drummers and you get this whole movement and history goes a different direction it's a different wind it's a different culture it's a different uh experiment i mean and and i i think it'd be cool if we could start viewing society as well as our environment as an experiment we are trying new things we are uh hey I'm overweight today. Why am I overweight today? Can I be? Uh, can I lose weight by tomorrow? Can I lose weight by six months? Can I um, set a goal for myself and can I get there in a year? Can I pick up a new hobby? If you want to be a drummer, 
could you go from not knowing how to play the drums and saying, I want to learn how to play the drums someday? How long would it take you to be comfortable playing the drums to where you could do it for fun, you know? Um, the the ball has to start rolling at some point. Uh, I've actually talked to a couple of people about them starting their own podcasts. And that's the thing, is you just you just start. I mean, I... Sat, I, I, if you're listening, it's you're 45 minutes in to this podcast and you're still listening, that's amazing to me. I appreciate that. I'm working at this. I'm not the best at it. I'm not a professional. That I've never taken a, a broadcasting class or technical communication or anything like that. I'm just going for it. I'm trying it out. Um and, and certain amounts of it aren't going to connect. I know this. I'm going to fail. I'm going to listen back to some of these and be like, man, I wasn't doing very good. I wasn't putting out my best content. But I'll never be able to put out my best content if I don't first put out bad content. It's a progression. It's a step. So you don't learn how to play the guitar well unless you first start off playing the guitar poorly. You know? You have to make it through that. You have to push your way through to get into a realm where you're going to start being better and doing better and, and putting out better stuff or uh, building better things or doing a hobby better or living a healthier life or just being nicer to people in general. So anyway, that's uh, – I, I had another thing uh, – to say along the lines of humanity is at a, it was the same walk where I was looking at the river and I, I pulled out my phone to shoot a text message I think to my wife she was up at the house and just going to check with her and see what time we were going to leave uh, you know go do the next thing we were planning on doing and I looked down at my phone and I was wondering uh, am I a device in the hands of God, the same way that the cell phone is a device in my hand. Meaning, uh, the phone, the phone is not the purpose. The purpose is the text message, the meaning that was sent through the phone to the other phone. So, uh, the phone didn't really matter, but the message wouldn't have been able to be sent without the phone, if that makes sense. The meaning of it is is the is the message. But um it just it was kinda funny. I, I just pictured that, you know, like uh just pictured the concept and thought it was funny to um animate or anthropomorphize my phone into a person, you know, into a, like a little me. And I was like wondering like what would be on my screen if I was a phone? You know, like you picked up Dexter the the cell phone and pushed like turned on the screen. Would it be uh, like a serene mountain picture, or would it be a little gremlin? You know, like one of those uh, you know nasty little golem like creature. Like what would you see in the screen if I was a phone? I just thought that was a funny uh, image. Like what would the image be on the screen of me? And uh, what are the results of my being used? Do I play Spotify or am I, um, you know, used to orchestrate 
something something lame or you know am, is some am I looking at Paris Hilton on my phone or uh, I don't know if any of that makes any sense but you know you kind of lose it sometimes sometimes you're you're rocking sometimes you're rolling sometimes you're losing it but anyway be the be the hammer not the nail that that all being said be the hammer not the nail so this is my last song of the podcast. I'm going to play this song and then let you go about your life. Let you join the flow back into society. Take your rightful place amongst the zombies of the world. Um, this song is called Fake Empire. It's off the Nationals 2007 release boxer that's the name of the album is boxer the national man they are uh, an awesome band very talented check them out uh i'll have some i'll have their names the names of the songs i played in the show notes hop over to my website check out uh i got some short stories up there i got these some podcasts got some blogs uh hit me up on any of my social media um leave a review of the podcast uh that's actually one of the only ways i can see who's listened to the podcast i don't get a whole lot of analytics from uh from apple or from podcast so if you like leave a review leave some stars maybe share it uh all that stuff i think helps to get my listenership up, get more people listening. I can't imagine more people wanting to listen to this than already listen to it. But in a world of 7 billion people, maybe there's a few hundred who would say, you know what, I'll give Dexter 51 minutes of my time. Let him, uh, let him, let me waste a little bit of your time the way I waste most of mine. Uh, anyway, this is the National Boxer The National, off their album Boxer, this song is called Fake Empire. Till next time, talk to you soon. Stay out super late tonight Picking apples, making pies Put a little something in our lemonade And take it with us, put life away In a fake empire We're half awake in a fake empire Tiptoe through our shiny city With our diamond slippers on Do our gay ballet nights Bluebirds on our shoulders We're half awake in a fake empire We're half awake in a fake empire